How's it going, everybody? This is TLDR Podcast, and welcome to episode Jerry Rice. I mean, 80. Uh, it is episode 8-0. James brought, us, brought it up that, uh, you know, his his team's, you know, one of the best, if not the best wide receivers number of his 80s, um, happened to play for the, for the Niners. It is his episode. It is uh, episode 80. We have done this for 80 straight, uh, well, I almost said 80 straight weeks. We did have a couple weeks, you know, Christmas doesn't count, but we've done this for, for, you know, 80 straight weeks. And James, you know, by the, by the sound of some of the comments lately, we're kind of killing it on this last stretch. Oh yeah, dude. People are loving it, man. Like, especially Matt, I know he's listening to this cause he always does, but he, uh, he liked the football segment. He liked the fact that we're going, you know, back and forth and pretty much just shitting on Tyler's stupid ass comments. Wow. I mean, I mean, <laughs> wow. yeah. well, I mean, we were always doing that, but it was just easier. It's just been easier <laughs> lately. I, I don't know yeah, if his, if, if what he's saying is getting worse or if we're oh. just getting better at, at shit talking. Well, I don't wow. know what it is. Well, to be fair, it's also a trade and set because trade and said that the Colts were going to go win the Super Bowl and then the Colts yeah. got eliminated because they lost to Jacksonville. The worst team in the league. Rudolph. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It Jacksonville, for some reason, it has the Colts number, it sounds like. this. It's like the Rams and the Niners, you know what I mean? Like, every time the Niners will play the Rams, they're going to lose. It's 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 destiny. Um, uh, Tyler, did you, have, did you have anything to say about that one? Fucking brutal. Um, yeah, more so, I mean, I wanted to win the game more so to shut Niners fans up. Um Unfortunately, it looks like a lot of Niners fans are very loud, even in our home turf, which made me even more pissed off. So um, I'm you know, sure you guys Levi Stadium South is actually pretty cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Le- Levi yeah. South, baby. Yeah, it's a really, really nice stadium that 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 we built for you guys, for you guys to come in, watch you guys, watch you guys team play. Um, yeah, that, that, that didn't make me happy. But I guess that's what happens when, you know, L.A. doesn't have a football team for 15 years or whatever the hell it is. So. And you don't know how many fans you come back and then all the fans, there's some fans left, but you know, most of them probably went up North and, uh, or at least root for the team up North. So that's what, that's the, the better team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, so Rams fans and more importantly, James, whose house? Well, fuck. Niners house, <laughs> baby. James, you went, you and I went, were, were, were at the game yesterday. Obviously. I mean, obviously, um, if you checked out our Instagram, um, and for those who aren't, don't have us on Instagram. We, we, we were at the game and um, to say we were close to the field is an understatement. Am I right? Oh my God, dude. I could literally just reach down and maybe touch the grass. I really wanted to. So crazy. So close. Insane. Uh, my voice might be in and out today because I lost my voice yesterday. I was yelling a lot. And if you guys saw me at the game, if you watch TV, apparently some people saw Trader and I just screaming and chugging beers and doing all that. Yeah, we were there. I got screenshots of it. Um, but it was a lot of fun, dude. Um, the Rams kicked their ass in the first half. Second half, Niners came out with a different team. And lo and behold, they take the dub. Jimmy Garoppolo is 6-0 against that team. Crazy. Yeah, it, it really was crazy. And you know, I know I know Tyler, it didn't go the way you wanted, but I, you have to admit, for, for, for a game to go to, that's the game you want to go to. It had it had a, it had lead changes. It had excitement. It wasn't a blowout. I mean, even though we would have loved to, James and I would have loved to have a Niners blowout. It, it was that much better that it went down to the very end, especially for a game that meant way more to the Niners fans than it did the Rams fans, just simply because you guys were already in it. You now, I, I guess it was 
I don't know if it was shocking, but but the Cardinals losing kind of and you know punched your guys' ticket to to the first seed. But you, you guys weren't playing for something as much as the Niners were, right? So to go to a game like that, I mean, regardless of what how the outcome is, it's got to be the best way to go to a game, right, Tyler? One hundred percent. I mean, you want to. I mean, any game you go to, you want it to be competitive, but especially when it's a game like that, right? So I mean, it it, it that game meant a lot to both teams, but especially the Niners. It was win or go home. Um, and you love to see it come down to the final play of the game. I mean, that's just, you know, how that, that's how you like it. Um, I mean, that was a hell of a game on from both teams played amazing football. There is, you know, turnovers on both sides. There was great offensive plays on both sides, great defensive plays on both sides. Um, seemed like from my, my perspective that the atmosphere was pretty wild there. Um, and that's what you love. I mean, I mean, that's what sports is all about right there. I mean, just two teams, two fan bases, just going at it toe for toe. All, you even needed some extra football to finish the game. And that's got to love it. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's what sports, that's what football is all about. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, James, I'm just going to, obviously this is going to transition into your segment, but one more comment on, on yesterday's games um, before you take over. Uh, I would say that that Niners game was at least tied for the most exciting game of the, of the day. Um, that, that Sunday night football game was, I, I mean, an instant classic, right, dude? I mean, James, that game was just back, talk about back and forth and then talk about an amazing final two drives by the Chargers, at least in regulation, where I believe they converted five fourth downs. Like, to be fair, there's not a team that's 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 um, try that's attempted more fourth downs in the league because when you don't have a kicker, you kind of have to. So they kind of were prepared. But I mean, five fourth downs, dude. Five. I mean, Justin Herbert was on some next level type shit. That dude is going to be really good one day. Unfortunately, this year was not his year. And I don't, I think it was coaching. I don't like, I never liked that bread and Staley pickup. Uh, I know that Trey, you loved it. And I was like, I don't like this at all. You need an offensive guru to help out um, Justin Herbert in that offense. And lo and behold, like it didn't happen because the offense wasn't all the way there. Yeah, they converted on fourth down. And I feel really bad for the receivers because the receivers were running just go routes every single time. So they're probably gas, and Justin Herbert was getting beat up back there, but he showed a lot of resilience, and I'm very excited for his future. Yeah, it it, it was quite spectacular. Um, I guess before we before we really dive into the to the playoff picture led by James, uh, just want to let everyone know that um, once again, Tyler and myself, um, our our team is going to the championship once again. Um, uh, my first shift, I scored. It was actually cool. It was pretty sick goal. <laughs> I have his own rebound. Yeah, I I, uh, I was going in one one against two D and shot it on net. Used the guy as a screen. Got my own juicy ass rebound and had the entire net to myself. Juicy ass rebound. (laughs) Juicy ass (laughs) rebound. Orange big. And I think that was my first goal of of that season. Pretty sure. Um, Pretty. That's embarrassing. You might have. You might have scored like one of the first two. I I really went, I, for some reason this season, I really went out of my way not to score. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I mean, when it comes Uh, to this next game, we play a team that we haven't beat yet. So, um, and that's for the championship. So you need Eric, you need to bring Eric back. We do need Eric, Eric, if Eric cross pads, we need up Sunday, dude. Um, but with that, Oh, one last thing, unless James, you want to take over about said that so many times, you want to talk about fantasy or do I just give it to you? Uh, you go for it, Trayton. All right. I just, you know, fantasy was quite the, was quite the, 
ending. It was quite, it was almost as crazy as that game last night for me, especially for the top, for that top spot. Um, Jacob Spear, our guy, he, uh, he won first in our league uh, by a mere five points. I mean, it came, it came really down to the wire. Five points over two weeks is nothing. I mean, that's, that's next Dude, to nothing. Two weeks ago, we being by three points in two weeks. Yeah, that, I mean, he's good with that. Those yeah, close wins, he, he demolishes. I don't even know why. wins, man. Um, and, and it came down to the final. It, it, if Justin Herbert hadn't converted one of those fourth downs early on and turned the ball over, I'd be your champion. But whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, the dude who walked James, out with 200 bucks. Not and, yeah, I did. I did win. Uh, so that was my second second place win and then james you you did lose for the fourth third place spot am i correct no i took third you did take third okay yeah. good um glad, glad to hear it. anyone cares tyler nobody cares dude, I, dude once you want the la- if you're i was not the best the last of the weeks, consolation tyler, ladder if you're that not in the last nothing. four weeks dude, i was the winner just... of the consolation ladder that means something to me and that's all that matters i'm taking that to well, the bank. well that's good <laughs> uh, I, i'm i'm glad it uh you want your participation trophy now or at the end of the show no, right now. That's why. That's the only reason why I hopped on. Got it. Got it. Fair enough. All right, James, you got to take it away. We got week one of playoffs wild card week. It's going to be crazy. It will be crazy. It's a super wild card crazy. There's a lot of teams playing. It's going to be insane. Uh, in the NFC, the team that's on a bye is the Green Bay Packers. And in the AFC, the team that's on a bye is the Tennessee Titans. Somehow. We didn't guess that at all. We all went with the Chiefs. So. We're idiots, apparently. Yep. Let's start with the NFC, though. Number seven seeded Eagles, Tyler's Eagles, at nine and eight. At number two seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three, 13 and four, Sunday at 10 a.m. So, Tyler, I'm going to let you take this one first. Who do you think is going to win, man? Your Eagles or the Bucks who are actually going to win? <laughs> wow. All right. Well, first of all, how about how about those Eagles, man? I mean, a lot of people weren't giving this team credit to even make the playoffs, and I think they earned a spot here. In the, in the postseason. Now, obviously, you know, they're coming up against, you know, the, the most successful quarterback in NFL history against the defending Super Bowl champions. So wait, it's a quite a way to start off um, their playoff run here. Um, but I don't think this, this matchup is going to be that much of a blow. I think some people are expecting Eagles are going to fight. And I think that they have a chance. The Eagles are one of the best run running teams in the league. Okay. And I understand the Buccaneers, their defense, their running defense is, is all that. Right. It's the best in the league. It is the best in the league, but we got the we have the best running offense in the league. Okay. So it's gonna that's that's what's you don't really have to. the best running offense, you have the best running quarterback. No, we I'm you we, don't really have good okay. running backs, dude. Well, it doesn't matter. We still have we're run game is what I meant to say. <laughs> we have the best one of the we have the best run game in the league. Okay. And we got an offensive line that is by far the most veteran core part of our team. And that's the place where you want the, those most veterans at. So we got champions on our offensive line and those champions are going to play championship football against Tom Brady and the, and, and the Buccaneers. And this is going to be a dogfight. I guarantee you the, the Eagles are going to play, they're going to show up and they're going to make this thing a game. And obviously me being Eagles fan, of course, I'm going to pick my Eagles to win. They're going to win it by three last minute field goal. Wow. Okay. Uh, Trading. Do you want to pick oh. that winner or are you going to have to side with Tyler here? No, I'm, I'm definitely not siding. I shouldn't say I'm definitely not. I'm not siding with Tyler. Um, I, I do want to give credit. I think that if the Eagles can control the line like they have all season, they are they according to stats, they are they do have the the top running uh, running offense. 
Now, whether that's the quarterback or running back, I don't really give a shit. It's the top running offense. And it all starts with the offensive line. I say that every time we, we talk about the playoffs, I, I tell, I say that about every, most every um, quarterback situation um, in the beginning of the season, uh, it's going to come down to being able to give Jalen hurts opportunities, um, you know, to throw or to run, give or to, to, to move the ball to, uh, to your two, you know, running backs who Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, they're playing very well. Um, do I, th- but at the end of the day, unfortunately, Tyler, as long as the Bucks play their game and it's playoff Bucks, playoff Buccaneers, I just don't see how the Eagles can, can find a way. Um, Tom Brady is being, is a, at least in, at least in the last few games. I mean, you could say that he, you could say that they're kind of going sideways, but he still ended with, with the, with the best, uh, quarterback, um, the best quarterback stats of the entire season, uh, in terms of, uh, touchdowns and yards, if I'm not mistaken. And in the last few weeks here, he's, they have looked a little shaky, but they have managed to, f- to figure it out. And at the end of the day, it, they don't ask you how you did it. They ask you if you did it and they did it. They, they continue to win there. Uh, Tom Brady's able to do this without his, um, his, um, his Chris Godwin running back. Um, so, he, but at the end of the day, he still has, uh, he still has Gronkowski. He still has that offensive line. He still has Mike Evans. Um, and defensively, I just like, I like this team against, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jalen hurts who's still, who's still, you know, young and he's still you know, on his way up. Yeah. The running game's strong, but if, if you're in a long third and long situation, if you can't, if you can't convert third down, you're going to lose every single playoff game there is to, there is to, to come. And uh, unless you're able to move the ball, in the air somewhere somewhere or some at some upper at some time you're just not going to win yeah and, tyler seriously uh, who who is jalen hurts gonna throw the ball to answer that question who he's gonna throw the ball to who's he gonna throw the ball to yeah, nelson smith. aguilar he's not there anymore Devontae smith he might Devontae get hurt smith? the little dude's a twig you face it off against his is a twig. is he gonna be back because he, he's been out for two he's weeks back. Back. Is, is miles Sanders gonna be back with a broken hand doesn't matter. With their running offense being the best offense, running yeah. offense that there is? It doesn't matter. That's the thing. That's the, beauty, that's the beauty about this Eagles offense. It doesn't matter who's a running back. Miles Sanders has been in and out of lineup all year long. It doesn't matter, but we still have the best running offense in the league. We don't, we, we, we don't need that star running back to, to be that guy. We, just need to, we, we need to be a team. The Eagles so have operated as a great running team all season long. It doesn't matter who's in there. I mean, we, we've had probably four or five different running backs that have shown up and have done their job. As it's really hard to as run as long as their offensive line, as long as their offensive line does their job, it doesn't matter who's, who's running it. What is what is interesting to, to be to be fair to to Tyler here, in terms of third down conversions, they are fourth on the offensive side. Which, you know, if if you're going by stats, they're able to they're able to move the chains. And in playoffs, James, we saw this at yesterday's game. That's the reason the Rams failed. They could actually couldn't run. They that's the reason they failed. And if you're and all all the all the Niners need to do and all the all the Eagles need to do is just be able to run and 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 move the chains. Do I think it's going to matter? No, because defensively their their third down defense is not very good. And again, and you're against Tom Brady, who's how like he's how many years is this now? 21, 20 years. I mean, the, the guy the guy knows his the guy knows his his football. He's in my opinion, the smartest quarterback in the league. And that's why he's able to do this at such an old age. Um, and he just looks better and better. Sorry, Tyler. I just don't think you have the weapons to get you there. That said, 
if you can if you can establish a running game and and move the chains, you can at least make it interesting. How much are the Bucks going to win, Butrin? I'm going to say a touchdown. A touchdown. I say nine points. I say Bucks by nine. It's going to be interesting. Moving on to the second game, the NFC. Nine points this, isn't interesting. It's, it is going to be interesting because typically like this, people would have thought it was going to be a blowout. Come on, let's be real. It's the Bucks no, versus so the nine Eagles. Po- the Eagles nine who points is not it. a blowout, right? It's, yeah, just- it's not a blowout. Like a 10, 10.5 spread is a blowout. Uh, moving on to the next game, though. Number six seeded San Francisco 49ers at 10 and seven. And number three seeded Dallas Cowboys at 12 and five. This game goes on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Trade, I'm going to let you start, man. Oh boy, what I mean, this is what us this is what the Niners fans are waiting for. You know, a birth to the playoffs, and they're they're playing everyone's most hated team, or I guess unless you're like 40% of the United States, you love the Cowboys for whatever reason, doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't make sense. And it's it's fucking weird. Um <laughs> anyway. Um I have to say, I given you know. You heard it, and you heard it in the in you hear it on social media. You heard it in the stands that in that first half, Jimmy G is not the answer. Jimmy G is not the answer. You need to you need to put it um, put Trey Lance in. Jimmy G won us that game yesterday. He found a way to make a final drive. And now there's not. It, I, I really base a lot of uh, of a quarterback's success in the in a playoff situation on their ability to run a two minute offense. And he run up. He ran two 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 minute offenses at the end of each at the end of each half and then did it did it again in the in the in the overtime period um that said you i think that you need to keep the ball out of jimmy's hands very similar it, it, what i mean is he need, he's going to be able to make his throws when he needs to but but you you, you know debo is going to be going to going to be a huge um asset for us for or for the niners uh, uh along with kittle he's always a he's always a huge opportunity you guys have a lot of weapons there but if you can win at the line and control the line like you did against the Rams, I don't think the Cowboys can 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 beat can beat the Niners. They looked they looked impenetrable yesterday at some at some um, in some respects. And that, that I know I understand that da- that you know Dak Prescott's huge. He's 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 you know he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. But when when he put pressure on him, I just don't think that he's going to be able to to handle it. And um, you know, the Niners imposed their will on Matt Stafford and it showed he threw two picks, two very untimely picks. Um, and if, if that happens to Dak, I just don't know that the team can rally. I, and, and what, and especially once you get that, that Niners defense rolling, it's almost like they can't be stopped. So uh, that's, that, that's why I think that it's going to be close. It's going to be like a three point game it might even come down to the, uh, to an overtime, um, to an overtime period. But um, I think that the, the Niners can squeak out. Tyler, what do you think? I think of all the first round playoff matchups in both conferences here, uh, this is the one that intrigues me the most, the one I'm most pumped to watch. And I'm really curious to see how this one's going to play out. Um, it's going to be a dog fight. I, I love these two teams going at it. Unfortunately, these are two teams I really don't like, you know, <laughs> so I kind of don't really want either of them to win, but, Point is, like, you know, both these teams coming in are, are it's, it, this is going to be a, a fun football game to watch. I think you got two really great defenses, uh, two offenses that that have, you know, uh, chances to, to be really explosive. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, at the end of the day, I just think that the Cowboys have a have a have more playmakers on their offense than than, than the Niners do. I think that's going to be the difference. 
Um, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one, but it's going to be close. It can honestly go either way. I love the way that the Niners looked that second half of that game, but they also didn't look very good the first half. So which Niners are we going to get? Um, I, I think the Niners in that game on Sunday kind of showcased what their season was. It was very, there was times where it looked, they looked amazing. They, 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 they look unbeatable at other times. They just really don't know. They can't seem to figure out, you know, um, how, how to play, play that well. So which Niners are we going to get on the road in Dallas? Um, I don't think there's as many Niners fans in Dallas, Texas, as there are in Los Angeles, California. I could be wrong, um, <laughs> but we will, but we will see how that, that, that crowd looks out, but I'm super pumped for this game for sure. But um, like I said, I think for me, the, the difference maker in this game is I think the Cowboys just have a little bit more star power on the offensive side, and that's going to allow them to win this game. Um, I got Cowboys 21, Niners 17. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Which trio has more effectiveness here? On the Cowboys side, you have uh, Amari Cooper, you have C.D. Lamb, you have Dalton Schultz. On the Niners side, you have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and um, Brandon Ayuk. Who's more effective? I, like I said, I like the, 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 the Cowboys on that one. Um, also, too, you got you got to think of their quarterback. I just, you know, I think Prescott is just more of a playmaker than uh, Jimmy G. Although Jimmy G had a fantastic uh, end, end, end of that game. So he, he's shown potential to be, to be that playmaker. But, I mean, on paper and just, you know, I, I think the way that it looks, I just I just trust Dak Prescott to be the guy to make that play um, more than Jimmy G. For me, that's just what it comes down to. But, the, but I think these two teams are way more evenly matched than I think a lot of people realize. Um, and it's going to be a super fun game to watch. I agree with you there. Uh, you guys don't need to hear my argument. I'm going to say Niners. I'm going to say they went by seven. It's going to be a touchdown on that one. Ooh. Defense. With, with uh, Trent Williams coming back for the offensive line, it's going to be a whole lot easier to run the ball with him on that left side. I'm just saying. Moving on to the next matchup we have in the NFC here. We have the number five-seeded Cardinals at 11-6, and six, facing off against the number four-seeded Rams at 12-5. and five. This game is an NFC West matchup, but it happens on Monday at 5 p.m. Tyler, are you worried yet? Dude, this is the matchup of the of the two shit show teams right now, man. Like, what the fuck? I mean, both of these teams kind of hobbling in the playoffs. The Cardinals started 7-0, went, what, 3-7 and to finish the year. Uh, the Rams... With Matthew Stafford throwing multiple picks? Yeah. Yes. The, the, the Rams can't seem to put together four decent quarters of football. Um, so, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like I said, I just don't what, – what what math Stafford are we going to get? I mean, Stafford looked incredible that first half. He was on point. He looked amazing. The, that defense was shut down as it has been the last few weeks. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Niners come out and just run it right down our throat, and then it just kind of throws off the whole thing. I mean, they they put pressure on Stafford. Um, he, he made the m- mistakes he made. So, like I said, what Rams version are we going to get? What – the Cardinals just look lost. I mean, I think they had an easy chance to clinch that division against the Seahawks and, 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 and couldn't pull it off at home. Um, also, it makes me nervous is I think the Cardinals are like seven and one on the road or something like they're a super good road team, which is weird. Um, so they're going to be on the road at SoFi. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not as con- I'm honestly, to be honest with you, more confident in the Eagles beating the Buccaneers than with the Rams being the Cardinals. Wow. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So okay. that's, that's, and that's just pure, just swagger and confidence of the team that's going in. I don't think this Rams team, I think defensive, like I said, I mentioned their defense before 
their defense, I feel like is going to be fine. They, 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 they got beat up there a little bit in the second half against the Niners, but that defense has so many playmakers, so many great players. What is Matthew Stafford going to be, man? What is he going to do? How is he, how is he going to help the running game too with Cam Akers back? Awesome. But he didn't look very good on, on Sunday. Obviously it's his first game back. Come yeah, on, obviously man. it's his first game back torn Achilles. I get that. But you know, uh, 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 Sony M- Michelle too also did not look very good after having a really great week uh, prior. So what are we getting out of the running game? We can't be one dimensional. Um, that just is, is not going to work. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a little bit nervous. I still am going to pick the Rams to win this game, obviously, because I'm a Rams fan and I want them to win. Um, but I'm, like I said, it, uh, to me, it comes down to what version of Matt Stafford are we going to get? We've seen him just be so inconsistent the, this last pretty much the second half of the season um he's, he's been so inconsistent so i don't know what we're gonna get and it's gonna be the probably the one of the most nerve-wracking football games I've ever watched because we're probably gonna get a similar thing where you know for, for for some parts of the game he looks great and other parts of the game he's probably gonna blow it for us so i don't know i guess I mean, there's a lot of similarities between Kyler murray and matthew stafford yeah since Kyler murray came back i think from i think the one thing that does give me that the one thing that does give me some confidence going in this game is the team that we're playing i think the cardinals are kind of a hot mess kind of like how the how the rams are so it's not like we're playing this super tight-knit team um either so that gives me a little bit of hope that hopefully the cardinals make more mistakes than we do because we're definitely going to fuck up so hopefully we just fuck you up less than the very cardinals. confident trading you got who you got winning you got the rams and the cards i'm gonna i'm gonna say rams but i don't like it does that make sense and yeah. i don't like it because i don't know like it, it, it really is going to come. Whoever wins this game is the team that can get out of its own fucking way. Yeah, that's it. I mean, both both teams are, you know, their biggest. They've been beating themselves every single game, nearly at least in the last bit here, where they shouldn't be. Um, you know, um, Jared Stafford, or should I say Matt Goff? I mean, there's the same fucking <laughs> quarterback at this point, dude. It's the same fucking quarterback. Yeah. And at least lately, and we, but we know that that. Um, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback. It's just he's going for these long bombs, and I just don't fucking like. A, a, that's all he's looking for. It's just it's odd. Kyler Murray, on on the other hand, he ever since he came back from his injury has looked odd. I mean, it. it, it I, I you know at the beginning of the season I thought Kyler Murray was on his on pace to to an MVP season, and then it just kind of you know um, sputtered out. Both teams are you know they're decent um, converting third down, however. <laughs> Um, on the defensive side for the Rams, their their ability to stop third down is not is not so strong, and and that should be a worry um, because you know you saw even last yesterday, I was actually shocked that that we were able to move that that there at least the Niners were able to move the ball as efficiently at some points, you know, and everyone says oh it's the Rams D Jalen uh, Jalen Ramsey yada 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 I was like what I I don't see it Aaron Donald I don't see it I don't, I don't Aaron Donald almost didn't make an impact which is weird because Aaron Donald's like an amazing, he's one of the best defensive players in the game, but I, I didn't hear his name much. No, no sacks. Nothing. I mean, at least I didn't hear his name. James, did you? You did have a sack. we give him that. Okay. I'll, I'll give him one sack. I, 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 at first I thought I only heard his name in the very beginning when they introduced his name. Like I, I you know, and I was expect, and I was like, Oh fuck, we're going to have to deal with this guy. Look, th- this game is going to come down to whoever makes the least amount of mistakes and whoever gets out of their own fucking way. But at the end of the day, let's look at the game breakers. The game breakers are going to win the game for the Rams. You got um, 
Cooper Cup, who's like, I mean, out of everybody on that offense, Cooper Cup is your star child. Is amazing. I, you know, I believe in Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, d- on the defensive side, you do have Aaron Donald if 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 he can get past the, um, that offensive line, and I think that was a large James. I think that's a large reason why Aaron Donald wasn't as m- much of an impact because the the Niners' offensive line was so insane. The Cardinals offensive line, I, I don't know if I have as much confidence in. So maybe Aaron Donald can can make a bigger impact. And Jalen Ramsey, it can can make plays. So based on the game records that I mentioned, um, I think that I think that the Rams are going to to win it. I, I will say this. I think that the, the Rams put the ball in Sony Michelle's hands way too much. I don't know how he was able to walk after that game he would he caught every ball he ran every ball like it was every he was the only fucking factor in that game it was it was really weird and and unless they can diversify their offense i i'd be worried but i will i do think that they can squeak out a win by a mere three points i think the cardinals actually win this one guys the rams matthew stafford's making way too many mistakes he's gonna continue to make more mistakes against a cardinals team that has jj watt back he's gonna pressure the quarterback Make Matthew Stafford make some mistakes there. And then Kyle Murray's going to find his way. He was young. He's good. The Cardinals are going to take this one to move do, on. Do you just worry? Do you just worry? Like, that? there's just – I just don't know who's going to make the big plays for the cards. James Conner. He has been all year. It's going to be James, the James Conner show. All right. And also Zachers. Just to mess with Tyler's head. James, James <laughs> you, you hate me. You got, you got both the Rams and the Eagles losing in the first round? Yeah, I absolutely do hate you. I do this out of spite. I not because of my football knowledge, but out of spite. That's and then I the thought. Niners winning. Yeah, that's why. I, <laughs> okay, I, I just I just wanted to make that clear for everybody. <laughs> but also get the football knowledge. Because <laughs> Tyler's uh, go opposite of what Tyler picks because he's wrong. Yeah, we'll uh, moving on to the AFC here. We're going to start off with the, the uh, Saturday game at 1.30 p.m. You got the number five-seeded Raiders. Number five-seeded Raiders. That does, that's crazy. At 10 and seven at the number four-seeded Cincinnati Bengals also at 10 and 7. This game's going to be crazy, mainly because the Raiders, I don't think, deserve to be there. The Bengals, on the other hand, are going to be exciting as hell to watch. I would love to see a young Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow, and Joe Mixon just light it up together. And T. Higgins, like this crew is ridiculous. That solid, the solid, the foundation that the Cincinnati Bengals have and the offensive explosion that they're about to have is going to be insane because the Raiders defense sucks. So right off the bat, I got the Bengals winning this easy. Tyler, thoughts? Yeah, what the fucking oh, the, I, I keep saying Oakland, the freaking Vegas Raiders. Like, who who saw this coming? Like, that's that's crazy that they're not only in a wild card team, but they're the highest wild card seeded team. It's absolutely wild, but good for the Raiders, I guess. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be this is gonna be a high scoring game. Um, I think it's gonna be close though, but I am, but I, but I, but I am gonna go Bengals. I th- I just think the the Raiders have a lot of swagger going in. I think that they, for whatever reason, been playing very good football lately and. Just with, with the season they've had, I don't think anyone would have expected it. I think these are two very inexperienced teams, so I think that's I think it, that's going to be interesting to see how how, how that plays out. So I, that's why I think it's going to be a very exciting, very high explosive game. Um, so I don't think either of these teams have fantastic defenses by 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 any means. Um, so I think it's going to be a shootout, and I just think, as James, as you mentioned, I think the weapons that the Bengals have give them that that edge. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be by less than three points. I think it's going to be really, really, really tight. Oh, yeah. I see. I disagree with you there. It's not going to be close at all. The Raiders cannot keep up with this offensive explosion. 
And I mean, I got to give props to Derek Carr for doing his thing. He, this dude carried this team on his back, being the leader of this team through all the adversities he's had to face. But I'm sorry, man. The road ends here. The Raiders just aren't cut out to be a good football team right now. They might be in the future, but through all they've faced, they're not going anywhere. And the Bengals are just way too damn good. You don't, you don't think, think you don't think that the Raiders, like the way they've been playing and just like their whole story of coming back this last month of the season has any effect on how they're going to play on, on Sunday or Saturday, whatever. I do. I mean, I don't think that that story is going to defend Jamar Chase, keep him from catching 200 balls. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, cool. Like, y'all made it through your coach getting fired and one of your two of your teammates making reckless decisions. Great. I mean, are you really that much better for it? Does it really promote that much brotherhood and continuity within your team to make it so that you can play some really good football? Because to be honest, they haven't been playing good football. They've just been neck and neck with teams recently. And I think two of their wins have come against Washington. Like, great. That's not a great team either. The biggest thing you guys have done, the Raiders have done recently was almost tie the Chargers and then won. I mean, it came down to the wire against the Chargers team. The Chargers team was good, yeah. But I mean, it's all this story and all this buildup of this team being where it is. They still don't have a clear cut voice or a way that they're going or like an identity for their team. It's lost in translation. And when it gets put into a spot where everything gets pushed and everything gets prodded and questioned every which way, where are they going to go to? They can't move towards what they know because what they know is nobody knows. As opposed to the Bengals on the other hand, who have this clear direction of which way their offense is going and how they play football. So when they get questioned, they'll just go to what they know. There's a lot of questions surrounding this Raiders team. And I don't think it's going to be answered anytime soon. And with that, you can't succeed in the playoffs, not having a good direction. Fair enough. Yeah. Trayton, you said you, you do think that. Her, yeah, Raiders are going to win. Oh, okay. Why is that? Raiders are going to win. Um, here's the reason why. You, you, have to, you have to give Derek Carr credit for the last four weeks. Ever since that debacle in, um, in Kansas City, the, the, the team has looked different. They're, they're scoring at a much better pace. Uh, you know, you have Hunter Renfro, who's playing incredible. Darren Waller will be back. The thing is, Derek Carr needs to be that guy, and I think he can be that guy for this for this for this game um but it's not just going to be car it has to be on the defensive side the Bengals have struggled in the zone coverage but if you go one-to-one against jamar chase you're fucking done so you so you need to beat you need to beat him you you need you need to play you need to play a strong zone against these guys and jamar chase might have it a little tougher All, all on top of that the Bengals' offensive line is a fucking train wreck fucking Get on Joe Burrow. Play it old school. Fucking, you have to, I mean, we, we Max Crosby was huge yesterday and he's just got to be huge again. Make Joe Burrow think twice about throwing the ball. Because if you put, if you have to make the Bengals run, they're, they're, they're a weak running team. They're, they're not, a, they're not a strong running team, at least. Uh, and, and it's, it's all because of their weaker offensive line. And that is why I think it's not going to be, it's, this isn't going to be a blowout. And if any, and, and, and to not give the Raiders credit for, for their story and, and they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, losing their coach coming, going into, going into, um, uh, uh, arrowhead looking like absolute assholes and getting caved in and then turning around and looking like this, winning a, a, winning a playoff game like that, or winning a a play in game, like they did yesterday, last night, you can't just write that off. Um, and, and I think it's a little bit. I think it's a little bit disingenuous to not give them at least a, a wow. Okay. 
maybe you actually have a chance to make this a game. Do, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that they're going to blow out the, the, the Bengals. It's just not going to happen. Like you said, James, I do admit the Bengals have a very high octane offense. The defense is not very strong. And if, if Derek Carr can play, continue to play lights out like he has, he's, one, he's, been, he's been looking very good lately. And then you have, you have his weapons that are starting to, starting to look really, really good. Um, it's going to be one, it's going to be one at the line again. It seems like every game is going to be like that. And if you can get to Joe Burrow, I think that you have a way to win this game. And I'm going to say that they will win this game and find a way to do, to do it. The Bengals are going to continue with a playoff drought. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next game, second to last game on the slate here, the number six seeded Patriots at 10 and seven at the number three seeded Buffalo Bills at 11 and six. This game will be played Saturday at 5.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Tyler, who's going to win and why? I got Bills on this one. Um, I just think they're the better overall team. I think they got the better quarterback. I think they got the better defense. Um, I just think, uh, the, like I said, Bills on paper overall, just the, just the better team. I think the Patriots, I think for me, surprised um, this season. I think they, they played a lot better um, than I think a lot of people thought. Um, but I just think on the, on, on this matchup, they're, they're just overmatched, um, on the road there, uh, a young experienced quarterback who I think overachieved this season, um, but going up against, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think the bills have had a lot of playoff experience lately. I, th- I think they know how to win. Um, so to me, I just think all around you, I don't, I don't really see a route to winning with the Patriots unless they can somehow make Allen just buck up and just throw a lot of picks and like I think that if, if they somehow can create a lot of turnovers then maybe the chance but other than that like I mean there's obviously no guarantee that that, that can happen so for me the Bills are going to win this one fairly easily. Um, hey Tyler question for you. Yeah. Have the Bills and the Patriots played during the season? Yep they're, they split 1-1. Oh yeah okay so let's talk about that game that the Bills lost against the Patriots right? Mm-hmm. I don't think the quarterback should matter in this because the game conditions in this playoff game are going to be exactly the same as the game conditions when the Patriots beat the Bills, a.k.a. cold and windy and no passes will be thrown. So it comes down to which offensive line is better. Yeah. Well, I think either way, the Bills are better in pretty much every – Oh, every yeah, no, I, I disagree with that whole – the Patriots' offensive line is much better than the Bills' offensive line, without a doubt. Why do you think the Bills never run the ball? They have Josh Allen run on QB sneaks. You can't run an interior run without linemen. And the offensive line for the Bills is poop. I'm just saying it like it is, man. The only reason why the Patriots won that game a couple weeks back when it was cold and windy and they'd have to throw because their offensive line was so much better. I mean, do you, do you, do you, have, the, do you have the weather forecast for Buffalo? I do. I actually looked it up. What is it going to be? It's exactly the same. worse? It's like 50 degree or 50 uh, mile an hour winds, and it feels like negative three on saturday all right well i mean if 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 alan hasn't figured out how to play in buffalo by now then he shouldn't be how can how can a team that has the six best rushing uh rushing offense be a shitty offensive line that makes no sense because all those rushing yards are coming from his quarterback so why does that matter it doesn't matter it does matter because when you drop back you don't you go through the sides but you're you're still advancing the ball why does it matter i'm what i'm saying is that the offensive line if you take josh allen out the game out of the rushing line that rushing is awful. And you can't rush. But no Josh team Allen has been able to do time. that. You can't have Josh Allen run every single time. He's done it for the past. Sure ask me. He's done it for the last six weeks. <laughs> he hasn't thrown much last, last do you six really weeks. You really think the Patriots are going to walk into Buffalo and take this game from, from. Yes, I do. 
Wow. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, let's make why, a bet why, on time. Why? Because they have a better offense. I will make a bet with you. Okay, let's make a twenty dollar bet. Twenty dollar bet, easy. Make it. I mean, seven, I mean, the Bills' 70, defense is, is one of the best in the game. But come on. All right, let's make this bet then. Twenty bucks. You think? You think? You think New England is going to lose in Buffalo? That's insane. That, they just did. I mean, uh, regular that season. Is, you ha- you that can't, is even stupider than what Tyler across, said. Across across <laughs> the board in any sport, you cannot look at regular season it's, it's matchups. Bill's mafia that use that, that predict to predict what's going to happen in playoffs. That is never a good strategy to predict outcomes in playoffs. Well, I mean, but no, needs to be fair. That's what we're doing here. That that no, but like I'm saying, across we're any doing sport. Here. You can't, you can't look at a regular season matchup and be like, oh, like they beat them in Buffalo five weeks ago, so they're going to beat them in Buffalo on on, on, on uh, Saturday. Like, that's just not how that works. It's, it's a See, if the, Niners, if the Niners beat the Rams and the Niners have won the last six games, I would say the Niners beat the Rams. It's the same exact thing I'm saying now. Uh, all, all I'm saying is the page. I don't, I so, it, so you have to admit it's going to be low scoring then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, be because the, New England's not winning a shootout. There ain't no fucking way. No, they're not. So, New England is a defensive team and a running, running friendly team, and at these conditions favor defense and running. So I'm saying the Patriots take this one. It's going to be close. It's going to be a lot like the game they played a couple weeks back. It's going to be close, but the Patriots win it again. Yeah, I, I actually don't even think it's going to be close. <laughs> I think it's going to be a two games, two score game. That's something to watch out for on Saturday, then, huh? Yeah. I mean, twenty. It's twenty bucks. I mean, that, that's a that's a that's a good. Make the same three bet. beers. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna be. My eyes are be glued to that one. That one's on what? Sunday? Is that a Sunday game? Saturday. Yeah. Game. It's the night game. Five fifteen. Yeah. Which means it's gonna be even colder in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna be hotter because Bills Mafia is gonna fucking heat that place up. Oh yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Moving on to the last game of the uh, slate here. You got not the even, number seven. I can't, I, first of all, I can't even. You're not even giving any any credence to the fact that they're in Buffalo. You of all people Same. know that home field advantage means a lot. Same you said it. a couple weeks back. You said happened. Same thing happened a couple weeks back. Yeah. Playing so, so let's look at a regular season game versus a playoff game. Let's just see what get, we're not going to get anywhere with this. Okay. I said Patriots. You said Bills. Leave it at that. Hey, we're supposed to argue, right? Yeah, we are. But I mean, like, you keep arguing the same point. All right. We'll have to see. Moving on to the last game on the slate. Number seven seeded uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Nine seven and one at number two seeded Kansas City Chiefs twelve and five. This is your Sunday Sunday night game at five fifteen. Oh God! To be honest, my opinion is that this should be not even a competition. The Steelers don't deserve a playoff spot at all. I really wish that the Chargers made it in because they're more deserving of this playoff spot than the Steelers are. But it is what it is. Here we are. I hope Mike Tomlin, the best, great coach, Big Ben, don't deserve to be here, man. I'm sorry. Chad, what are your thoughts? I'm not even going to waste my time. I will say this. I'm very, very, very pissed at both the Chargers and the Raiders captains. All you had to do is at the coin toss of the overtime, look at each other and say, hey, guys, let's tie so we don't so we fuck over the Steelers. That's all you needed to do. And you failed. So fuck you, both teams. So needless to say, I think Trayden thinks that the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, yeah. It's not even how much. Close. Like, uh, 18? Oh, my God. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make Big Ben cry on Air, at Arrowhead for his last game, and it, actually he, he might just run off the field, like he just might fight, and he might he might just quit. He might run like faster AB. than he has in the last ten years. 
<laughs> my boy maybe just leave the game halfway <laughs> yeah. through third you quarter. might you so might, like, might retire now that shit. see ya <laughs> Tyler, what do you think man yeah i agree with all the points man I, you know i it's gonna be a blowout this is this is probably the least intriguing matchup by far um it was crazy because you know after after the colts took a shit brick against uh jacksonville um, and then the Steelers had won the game and they're saying the only way the Steelers can't make it is if the Raiders charges ends in a tie. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. Like how, you know, like there's like two ties a year, maybe ever, you know, and then it almost did end in a tie. And then, like Trayden said, I kind of wish it did because I would rather much rather have seen both the Raiders and chargers in it than the Steelers. But I mean, good for big Ben, I guess. I mean, you know, you get to play one last playoff game and get your ass kicked by, a much younger, better, but, stronger in every single way, Kansas City Chiefs team. So, but shame on the—I have to say, shame on the NBA, NFL. I mean, everybody knows that the 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 Saturday afternoon game, like that first game on Saturday, is probably going to be the least watched because people do shit on Saturday. Put the shittiest game on that on that slate. Put the why, and you know what? It's because it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Who is going to tune in? Well, let me guess. Maybe, maybe a lot, but we're gonna have to watch after amazing after after an amazing game before that, and after after you know, um, actually, is it three games a day, James? Uh, three on Saturday, and three on Sunday. Two, no, three on Sunday, two Saturday, one Monday. Oh, there's a Monday game. Okay. Yeah. Um, like what a kick, what a kick in the nuts, dude. Like fuck you NFL for, for putting the Sunday night game as the worst of the six fucking games. You're assholes. You're dumb. You're idiots. Yeah, I got I got a second that. There, there, there's a surprisingly <laughs> good amount of Steelers fans in Southern California. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. But well, the, yeah, sure. the amount of Steelers fans that doesn't matter. That is, I'm not, I'm not arguing with your, with your prime time choice there. I'm just, that was just, that was kind of, I was going off on a separate tangent. I was just, I just, I made that observation the other day. Like I was like, whatever day that was Sunday, I was walking around, uh, driving around LA. I'm like, there's like a, t- like, I was just, I was like, there's like, I saw like two bumper sticker Steelers fans. I saw one guy walk on the street with a Steelers hat. I drove like two houses with uh, Steelers uh, flags. Um, I know I had a family friend that was a huge Steelers fans. Uh, Dr. B, we know Dr. B, he's a huge Steelers fan. It's like, what the hell's going on in Southern California well, in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Huh? I, 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 I don't know the love for the Steelers, but. I get even James, you can admit, and you because you think that the Bucks game is going to be a blowout. You can admit yeah. that that'd be a better game than the fucking Chiefs game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just no offense that comes from the Steelers whatsoever. So I don't want to watch it. I probably won't, to be honest. And that's that's stupid, man. That's sad. That's what's fucked. Because you, you, because if you do anything on Saturday, which you you sound you said you wanted to golf that day, which you probably will miss the after the the first game. Oh, we had to go eight in the morning. Part dude. of it. Put it on that fucking day. Fuck you, NFL. <laughs> wow. Trader feels very strongly, and that ends my segment. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for that. We, you know, th- these these segments just get, you know, hotter and hotter. I mean, we just are, we're at each other's throats, and that's what it's kind of, that's what we're meant to do here. Um, but we're going to, we're going to cool off. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some uh, 2022's lineup for movies, TV shows. We're going we're gonna to break down our picks for our most anticipated TV shows, movies that are coming up this year. Um, so stay tuned. With health concerns on the rise, it's as important as ever to keep your people safe. Dimer isn't another BS COVID company. They've been developing their tech to kill germs and save lives since 2014. 
Dimer's original UBC products have won them partnerships with some of the best technology companies in the country and earned them a spot on Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2020. Dimer started out disinfecting airplanes. Now they're in hospitals, athletic facilities, hotels, classrooms, basically anywhere people might have been sick. When it comes to keeping your players, employees, guests, and customers in your facility safe, trust Dimer. For TLDR listeners, they are offering free disinfection as a service in select areas. So that means they will come disinfect your facility for free. You can take them up on this offer by visiting dimeruv.com and at dimeruv on social media. Use code TLDR for your first disinfection as a service appointment for free. That's dimer like diner with an M as in Mike Trout. Ever heard of him? Kill more germs, prevent more infections, save more lives. D-I-M-E-R-U-V dot com. And welcome back. We all cooled down after that uh, that feisty segment. Um, talk about football we're going to talk about movies and tv shows um for this this new year um new year brings lots of good entertainment uh, aside from sports we're not we don't just watch sports even though that's like 80 percent of what we what we um, talk about here so tyler you want to talk about this great year of entertainment so take it away bud yeah like you said you know we we tend to watch a lot of sports but we don't always watch sports there's a lot of good tv shows movies coming out in 2022 Quite a lot of good ones. Um, so I asked uh, James and Trayden to pick their most anti- like the one they're most excited to watch, whether it be a movie or TV show, some some form of entertainment that's not sports, that's on a screen that you can sit down and watch um, that you're most most excited for. Um, so I'm uh, we're, we're gonna throw throw a few honorable mentions out there as well, just because there's so many to to uh, choose from. But what's the one that really you just you just are counting down the days until that 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 one comes out, uh, James? What do you got? As you guys know, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Um, that being said, one of my favorite Marvel characters is Doctor Strange. Oh, and so when that movie comes out, you best believe I'm gonna be there. I'll be there that Thursday night being in line and waiting out there. I'm so excited for this just because, like, he's a funny character, he's a great guy. Um, out of all the characters, like, I love his intelligence and his fact that he was a, a surgeon prior to getting his you know powers and whatnot. Uh, moving through time but that the coolest thing i think about this is that i saw it at the end of the spider man movie that just happened and like all the lead up to it and how it's gonna just pretty much bring together all these other tv shows that we've seen on disney plus these last couple months and kind of bring it all together and put it into one thing and to speak about how powerful dr strange is i mean he was the dude who turned a black hole that was thrown in by thanos into butterflies and i i hope marvel lets this man go off this movie that's this guy just do his thing and absolutely just change the universe because he has a lot of power. Yes. I mean, he changed people's minds forever. It's crazy. That was a spoiler. Wow. I should way to go, that. dude. No, it's way too late. If you haven't seen Spider-Man, just like, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's on you. That's your fault. It's been, it's yeah, been it's your fault. Now. It's way that's, past that's on the you. statue of limitations on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there we go. It's not seven years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's more like three weeks now. Yeah. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, when this movie comes out, I'm going to be there because I love Marvel movies and I love Doctor Strange. Yeah, a lot of good Marvel movies coming out. Um, 
we'll talk well I'll, I'll throw the other honorable mentions out there if we if we don't get to them but should have prefaced this by saying spoiler alert in case you haven't seen any of these yet um trade-in what do you got oh man well fucking james took mine ah you <laughs> should have been more creative yeah, I mean, well, the, the reason is... There's two other Marvel movies coming out, so what do you... I know there is. Um, there is. Um, the, the, just simply my two cents on it. Just everything that's happened between the Spider-Man film, all of these shows that we saw in 2021. Um, th- there's so much to to unpack. And I'm, I, I mean, I was sitting there after all those shows and even after Spider-Man, like, what the fuck are we going to do now? And this movie is going to it's kind of going to be like that, like civil war was kind of that movie that there was a lot of shit that happened, even though it wasn't an Avengers film, this, this won't be an Avengers film, but it's going to be a film that kind of closes some loose ends, but probably going to open up a bunch of other. Ones. So it's going to be a shit show. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to go over to the, uh, I'm going to go over to the TV side. Um, um, and I just remember this is finally coming back. It's been way too long and it's got to be stranger things season four. Yeah. Um, stranger things is a i love i absolutely adore this the stranger thing uh, uh stranger things um show in the entire series um two the two writers were chapman students so that that first of all that that is that is a huge thing um always support your uh your alumni even uh people that went to your uh um you know, went to your school and they they did pretty amazing things the story of stranger things how it even came to netflix is quite the story um but i'm not going to bore anybody with that right now um there's a lot that's expected to happen in season four we saw we saw the end of season three which kind of was i'm not gonna say this is not spoiler because if you haven't seen it, it's been like a year and a half now um we i really want to know what what happens to to hopper i firmly believe that he's gonna come back this season i mean it's it's gonna happen it's just we think that he's dead but there's no fucking way uh, when it comes to the upside down um the kids are always uh, always great to to watch their their um they make the show fantastic with you know there's they're so diverse in terms of their you know personalities they're just fun to watch um i also just love the the, the 80s theme so uh, i i absolutely can't wait for that um and yeah yeah man stranger things i kind of you could we kind of forgot about it for a while because it got delayed so much because of covid and stuff when they were filming it so um they got pushed back by a lot so i think it's actually i think by the time it comes out it'll been like three years since it's the since since season three came out so um, definitely forgot about that show yeah and so that yeah, sucks. there's there's a lot that's happened since when season three came out and uh season four coming out um so definitely excited for stranger things um i'm also gonna go on the tv side of things and for me the one that i'm most excited for that i cannot wait to see is house of the dragon okay Last time we had a Game of Thrones show, you know, when we were watching, it was season eight, and we all know how that ended. I don't think anyone... It was, was so happy. great. I love that. No one was happy with how Game of Thrones ended. If, if, you, if you guys watch the YouTube show, you know I got my House Stark banner behind me all the time. Game of Thrones is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, still is. And we get a prequel. We, we, we get to see how House Targaryen rose to power and all that stuff. And you know that's going to be juicy as hell. Um, so I'm super excited to see, and it's gonna be all new characters. All new, it's gonna be new writing. So the same guys that wrote Game of Thrones, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be Dan and Dave, those guys. Um, and so it's gonna have a different feel, a little bit of a different direction, but a completely different storyline, but still set in that world of Game of Thrones. Uh, and it's on HBO, so you know you're gonna get all that good action. Um, 
So it's going to be, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, I, I nerd out on this stuff. So I know all about that, the Targaryen history and, and on all that stuff on, on, on that side. So I think that's why I'm like really excited to see it and in live action, just to see how they portray that on the big screen. Um, so I'm super excited for house of the dragon um, coming out. Uh, Eric, Westworld season four is coming out in 2022. Oh, make sure you oh, make sure you're paying attention. What to a that. throwback! Oh, dude. oh yeah, you know oh, it. What is that episode two? Jesus. Yeah. Um, so season four of Westworld is coming out. So I'm excited about a couple other honorable mentions for me. TV show wise, there's a couple more Star Wars shows coming out. Uh, Kenobi. So pretty much taking place after episode three, going into episode four, and his and his uh, journeys there. That should be super good. Um, and then you got Mandalorian season three coming out yes. towards the end of 2022, which everyone's maybe be pumped for. Um, so honorable mentions movie wise, you guys didn't mention that I'm looking forward to, um, two other Marvel movies. So you got Thor, uh, love and thunder coming back. Natalie Portman coming back to play her role in that, in, in that movie. Um, and black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, so that that's coming out. Um, so don't yeah, forget uh, about the Spider-Man movie, bro. And there's another Spider-Man movie. Uh, it's like Into the spider verse. Spider-Man. Oh, Part Spider-Man. One. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it'd be first great. One. Yeah, oh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, amazing. Getting his, his, his last film uh, for uh, Black Panther. So that should be super fun to watch. Um, and also, I don't know if you guys knew kind of an under-the-radar one, Lightyear, that animated. Buzz oh, Lightyear, yeah, that Buzz looks Lightyear really one. good, actually. That looks super, super interesting. Um, so I'm kind of kind of um, interested to see what, what that one's all about. Who, so. Who's playing him again? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. We'll do a quick I'll look it up. I'll look it yeah. Um, but that looks super cool. Uh, Chris, oh, so, Chris Evans. That's why. Chris, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Captain there America. You go. There you go. And so, actually, uh, the it is it, it looks like it's being oh, never mind. Sorry, never mind. Forgive me. All right. Well, we hope that you guys have some TV shows and stuff. So which ones are you looking forward to? I personally like I'm all about you know the, the Marvel, the Star Wars, the Game of Thrones. I love that nerdy you know, geek, I, I love it. That's, that's where I like to live. When, 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 when I'm not watching sports, I'm in, I'm in a galaxy far, far away. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Westworld. I'm in fucking uh, Westeros. I'm, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm somewhere else. I love shows that take me somewhere else. That's what I love. So what do you guys love? What shows are you guys looking forward to movies you're looking forward to? There's honestly, when I was looking at the movies, there's a lot of I, movies I haven't really heard of yet, but I mean, there's a, there's a, there's like a top 40 list of movies that are coming out this year. Some of them looked really interesting. So um definitely check those out uh, let us know what you guys are looking forward to and uh yeah trade that's what i got for uh movies and tv shows coming out in 2022 love it thanks tyler um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish this podcast off with hockey talk half of it is not gonna be what i want to talk about but we need to talk about it because <laughs> there's a big problem up north uh and it's not covid Although kind of is COVID. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back. And we're back right before we started this segment. I just saw the avalanche kick a puck in and it's still a goal. I I don't understand unless there's a challenge. Um, Anyway, um, we're going to talk hockey. Um, and we're going to start right off the bat with, you know, these are holy puck moments, holy puck, yeah, holy puck, whatever I call them. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're we're really going to start with the pucking worst team, at least of, of, of late. And that is my 
unfortunate Edmonton Oilers. They have been just bad. <laughs> just straight up bad. James, uh, James said that as soon as um, Mike Smith comes back, we'll never lose. <laughs> and we've only lost. <laughs> um, and, and I'm sorry, James, Mike Smith has looked trash, dude. He's looking not good. Um, and I mean, it's not his fault. He's hurt, but just our goalie situation. We're going to talk about it. Um, but just to give you guys a, some perspective, the Oilers are two, six and two in their last 10. I'm pretty sure they've dropped like 11 of the last 13. So two of those wins were like, um, so you add a couple, you had three more losses to that. It's just, it's just rough. Um, it's rough up in, um, up in Edmonton right now. We were supposed to play today, but we got pushed back to Friday, I think, or might might've been Saturday. I don't even like, again, I don't even remember, but we've, we're missing so many games. So we play Ottawa and then we're off for like another week and a half because of postponements. And then finally we'll be back. I just wanted to ask you guys, <laughs> what did the, like, give me a move that you think the Edmonton Oilers should make to make us fucking get kickstarted back. I mean, you can't, like nobody can sit here and say that the Oilers are this bad. Like they're just playing bad, but are they really this bad? James, how, how can the Oilers get better either through a trade or what? So, I mean, the most generic answer here would be to get a goaltender. And on the mic right now is Mark Andre Fleury and Carey Price. That's a generic answer. But I'm going to go a different direction here and say that this little break that the Oilers are going to have is actually going to work wonders for them. This just came to me. It's not, I didn't write any of this down. This came to me right now. Hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is they're playing some pretty uninspired hockey right now. And that comes from even Connor McDavid, who puts up, who has 53 points and is leading the league in points right now. He's not playing to the best of his ability right now. And from the top down, it's not happening. Coming with coaching too. They're playing uninspired hockey. And this little break that they're going to have might be beneficial because it might bring people back to what they love. Them not being able to play hockey, not being able to compete, might bring some of that passion and intensity back. And with that may come wins. Or maybe this little break will give this team some rest and reassurance that they need. It's really tough right now because when you have your two high-scoring guys are Connor McDavid and Drysdale with have 53 points, but the next highest-scoring dude on the team is 26. That's a huge drop-off. Everybody else needs to step up, and maybe this time off will help them do that. And maybe not hearing Dave Tippett's annoying-ass voice every single day for five hours a day We'll help them do that. So will this break help them? I guess only time will tell. But as of right now, they do need a goaltender and they need some scoring. But maybe all they need is some rest. Maybe all they need is rest. Maybe, maybe that's enough to kickstart them. Uh, Tyler, before I talk, what kind of move can the Edmonton Oilers make besides just enjoying their rest? <laughs> <laughs> that's they, a great one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discount that, but. No. From a, from a fan who has who has seen the uninspired hockey you speak of, although I, I mean I'm not gonna put any blame on Connor McDavid, like or Leon Draisaitl, like no. they're playing absolutely. It's not those guys, and it's not the, it's it never um, those guys. That said, um, what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, they need depth. They just they just need more pieces, man. Their team is not even close to being a complete full hockey team. Yeah, and they, and they just don't address it. You know, I think they're banking. They're so top heavy. They bank on the, the on on Drysaitel and McDavid carrying this team, but that's not how hockey works, man. You can have one great line, but if your rest of your lines are shitty, good teams are gonna kick your ass, and that's what's happening right now. 
um, that you, you can't just count on two guys to win your hockey games night in and night out. Yeah, you got to have your stars, but you have to build around it. I mean, you see teams like the, 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 the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why have they won so many games? It's because they have four incredible lines of great depth, of great players that can play together and win as a team. I mean, that's, that, that's any hockey team. Any hockey team that's ever been successful is not – it's not a star-driven league. It's not like some, some other leagues where you can have, like, two good players and be, and be good. That's not how it works. They got to build depth. They, 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 they got to go get some trade pieces. They, they, they got to get some guys that are going to build up, build um, from the center down. Maybe get a goon or two, man. Like get some guys that are going to be physical and just freaking like, you know, pump some life in this team. They, they just don't have – they, I, I feel like this franchise and, and everything about them focuses so much on those top two guys. And they're great. They're amazing. They, 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 lead the, they lead the league in scoring like it seems like every – the last three years. You, I mean, you, you look at points and it's Drysaddle and McDavid all the time, always. But team-wise, not, not much to show for it. So, they, I mean, they, for me, I thought they were taking a step closer, honestly. Um, hasn't worked out. It, you know, like it, it just could be a, a rough skid and they can figure something out. As James said, maybe this break will help them just decompress a little bit and just kind of regroup, refocus. I do think that this team is better than they were last year, but clearly they're not – nearly close to being as good enough as they need to be. But for me, it's, it's their biggest problem is depth. They're so top heavy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, here's a list of, of, of needs the Edmonton Oilers. Ha- uh, no, basically the list that the Oilers had going into the off season and, and um, what, what they, uh, you know, how they addressed it. They have, they need a what left. They need a left defenseman. They need a third line center. They probably need a winger to play with McDavid, although I think they address that. And we need a goaltender. The last three things. Do you want to know what we need right now? We need a left defenseman. We need a third line center. We we need a we need a goaltender. And guess what? And the in the offseason, our GM had $26 million to spend to address that. And instead he gets he gets Duncan Keith and didn't retain a single dollar of his 5.5 million contract. The guy is like older than hell. Uh, and he's not, and he's not, he's not a, um, a Tom Brady who can play still, <laughs> at least not at the top level. Um, you did not fix the goaltending. You still need a third line center and you have no depth at the four, at the forward level. And you had all that money and you just, and you did nothing with it. And I, it, it, to this day, it still, it still baffles me. What's amazing is that when you have Connor McDavid and Leon, especially when you have Connor McDavid on the ice, your expected goals go off the charts. You 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 would look like an amazing team. Without Connor McDavid, you look like an AHL team, and you are, you are an AHL team. Um, at even strength, we are absolutely atrocious. Um, at five on five, we were absolutely atrocious. We were atrocious when we were good. We were not very good um, five on five, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast. If you're not if you're not able to play full uh, full strength, you're just not gonna do well. Um, goal goaltending is still consider is still a big issue, um, and I you know I I understand that Mike Smith's good, but he's also thirty seven years old or whatever, thirty five years old, and he's just he just can't handle this league with that many games anymore. He just can't. Um, Miko Koskinen is just not is just not the guy. And the, the, I think the move that the Edmonton Oilers have to make is getting a goaltender this week. You have to get, yeah, you, you, you have to move your, you have to move your first round pick. You have to, you have to make a move now. 
because by the time it is trade deadline, you're probably going to be, if, if this, if you keep this up, you're going to be sellers any, or you're going to be sellers anyway, and you're going to waste just yet another, another year of Connor McDavid and nothing to show for it. The kid's going to try to find a way to pick up his house and move it to a different city because he just built it, but he's going to try to find a way to fucking pick it up and wheel the fuck out of Edmonton because you're, you just have nothing to give him. He's, he, he can't do it all. Um, I will, one name that very, uh, that very much intrigues me, and this is kind of breaking news, um, in the NHL, uh, Evander Kane, um, did get his contract, bought, um, basically, you know, they, they basically terminated his contract up in San, uh, down in San Jose. Um, and after it's going through, you know, arbitration and basically the players union is trying to fight it, but, um, I, I I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to have a, uh, no contract and you can, and the Oilers can, can get him on a cheap thing about Evander Kane. You run the risk of, of dealing with a player who is not, it, it has problems in the locker room and off the ice that that is a main issue. But I will tell you this, if you could get him for a million dollars, which you maybe could, because I don't know of any team, any other team that would pay more than that. You get a top six player on the ice. And, and if you're in a situation like this where the Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers are not playing very well and you take in a guy that he may have some issues in the locker room, but if he helps you win, do you really give a shit for a million dollars for a few months? I sure as the hell don't. So just an option, just an option. Um, at this point, at this point, I, I would much rather you actually throw spaghetti at the wall and try to and hope it sticks than just stick it back in the pot because that's what you're fucking doing. You're letting it boil and boil, boil. It's boiling over and it's fucking a big mess. Check to see. Do something. Do something. Because it's getting very, very frustrating. You have two of the best players on the planet and you have nothing to show for it. And it is so frustrating. Um, and I can't imagine what those two players are, are thinking at this point. The Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks are ahead of the Oilers based on points and point percentage. Um, even with games at hands, it, built, it still doesn't even, it still doesn't even matter. Um, the, the Ducks have more goals for than the Edmonton Oilers. Now, granted, there's, they have four game, they have four more games, but still the fact that it's even close is a fucking nut shot. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely pathetic. <laughs> it's absolutely pathetic. And, um, and I hope that, I hope that there's a big shakeup um, sooner rather than later. Let's look at the other side and get, let me get off my soapbox. Let's talk about Nashville because we're talking about the other side. Nashville is looking incredible. Nashville is, is uh, first, I guess, based on points, is um, you know, tops of the Central and the West. Um, Jane, actually, I'm going to start with Tyler. I mean, we kind of had some issues with Nashville. You didn't really know. James was like, eh, maybe it's just UC Soros, but this team is like continuing to play. Like, are we, are we wrong about this team? Clearly. I mean, uh, <laughs> very clearly we were. I think I was kind of on the fence about them too. I didn't think they were going to be bottom dwellers by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't think they were going to be top in the Western conference either. So um, they're playing amazing hockey. Um, you know, they beat Mike Kings pretty handily the other night when you know, I think the Kings outshot almost, double outshot them the whole game and they still ended up winning um they look good man i mean they, they they've got a lot going on there um as you said saros is having one hell of a season um he's you know i think the main drive and the factor of the predators success so far um but but they've looked good um i don't think that they're gonna maintain that top spot i think that they're eventually gonna dip they're gonna dip down a little bit 
and you kind of look at their stats a little bit and you kind of try to make sense of why they're so good. There's nothing really that stands out. You're like, Oh, that, that makes sense. Like why that, why they're so good. They don't, they're not really, I think the only thing they're, they're, they're top five in the league in, I believe is power play um, that they're top five. And other than that, they're not really, there's nothing that really sh- out that shines everything, but that could also just because they do everything really well. You know, they don't, they don't do anything outstandingly well, but they don't do anything outstandingly bad. And they're just consistently good of, of, of every asset of the game. I think that's why the Predators have been uh, successful so far, so far this season. They've certainly established themselves as playoff contenders. Um, I, at this point, there's no reason to doubt that they will make the playoffs, barring some epic collapse. Um, I don't think, but I don't think that they'll maintain that top spot in that division. Um, I'm still looking at Colorado to take that spot. I think Colorado's been playing a lot better ho- hockey of late. Um, I think that they will end up being there um, in the end, but uh, I think the Predators will definitely end up with one of those three division spots for sure. I mean, good for them, man. I mean, I, you know, you love to see teams that come in with low expectations and kind of take that maybe as motivation and run with it. So good for them. James, you, you were against this team. Are you still sitting that way? No, <laughs> I'd be an idiot if I was. So I'm not an idiot. I, <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is the reason why the Nashville Predators are doing so much better is because they're playing the opposite of the Edmonton Oilers. For the Oilers, you have two players who score all the goals and make all the points. <laughs> I always had to do that. Uh, but for the Predators, it is spread out. They are playing team hockey. It's fundamental hockey, too. And Matt Duchesne's finally living up to his contract. Like, he actually looks decent now. He's doing whatever he can to make this team look good. He, like, seriously, the points are spread out. I think the top guy has 33 points. And everybody else is kind of just right, right down the middle, right, right there. So much different than the Oilers. That's what happens when you have depth and not relying on one person to score or two people in the case of the Oilers. And we've said it time and time again, and everybody knows it. The NHL is a goal, goalie-driven league. If you have a good goaltender, you're probably going to win a couple games. And that's what's happening right now with UC Soros. And I've been a fan of this guy from the get-go. I have rarely ever said anything bad about this dude because I've seen the potential that he has. And he's showing out like he's doing so well and he's going to continue doing so. And Traden had brought this guy, this guy's name up years and years ago when he was back in Pecorino. Like he is good. And this is what we're seeing now. And he's just going to continue doing it because he's been doing it for so long. 929 save percentage, 19 wins and nine losses, 2.21 goal against average. Like you can't really get much better than this guy. And uh, to Traden's point, I do think that he will be, he, he's an early pick for the Vesna right now. It's crazy, but he it's it's early, but he, he's definitely up there. Top five for sure. Yeah, um, I, I'm just going to sh- take a shout out to myself. Like week five, I talked about UC Saros as being the most important player for the Nashville Predators in the bubble. And I'm pretty sure some guys on Instagram were like, UC Saros? What are you talking and about? Uh, <laughs> and Eric. Uh, but but <laughs> the last two seasons have proved that he is the most important player on this team. And right up behind him is my is one of my favorite defensemen um, in Roman Yossi, who is like quietly putting on a, a Norris Trophy um, worthy season. He is playing absolutely amazing. The guy has 34 points in thir- um, 34 games for a defenseman, um, 12 goals, 22 assists. Absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, 122 shots on goal. Like he, he's firing at he's firing at the net like crazy. He plays 24 minutes, 24 hard minutes. At, at the at the ripe age of 31 this this guy is just looking absolutely fantastic and what a leader for this team um and then you look at Matt Duchesne who's playing very well that that second line is caving in 
on uh, the competition. Uh, and, and, and the, 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 the Nashville Predators look, looks, just looks so much better. Their five on five play is, is the exact opposite of the Edmonton Oilers. Like you said, James, um, their, their, their advanced stats um, kind of speak for themselves. Um, and UC Soros boys, a nine two nine save percentage, a two twenty one goals against average. The guy is just lights out right now, and he's keeping them in games. They're on an eight one and one streak over the last ten with a four game winning streak. I don't see this team stopping um, and slowing down, and um, and I just I have to applaud them. They're they're playing very good. I I, I do. Uh, I, I do know that they are five, they have five more games in Colorado and it looks like Colorado is probably going to win this game. So, you know, it, they're going to be bumped out of the top spot, like Tyler said, but I do think that they're going to make the playoffs at this rate. And um, if I was Minnesota and Winnipeg and especially Dallas, who I think is floundering right now, um, I'd be worried. I'd be worried. Um, but we're going to, we're going to talk about um, the last, last thing we're going to talk about is um, the big two um, um uh, trophies that are you know awarded to players we're going to talk with the Vesna first you um you guys said that UC Saros is kind of a top candidate I'm just going to go to each of you James who is your top candidate as right now for the Vesna trophy best goaltender you, in the league I mean UC Saros is up there for sure but I got to give it to Jack Campbell from the Toronto Maple Leafs he's played through he's started in 26 games and he's won 17 of them 936 eight percentage four shutouts along with that 1.99 goals against average and this is for a team that's good, like top 47 points through 33 games. That says a lot about his goaltending skill and how good that team is. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he, he's, he's looking absolutely amazing too. And that's not a, that's not a bad pick at all. And actually I think that's what most people have pegged right now as it stands. Um, what about you, Ty? Love, love the soupy pick. That's good. Uh, but let's go with the pens. Tristan Jari. Dude, this, this dude's having a fantastic year. He's leading the league in goals against on a surging P- Pittsburgh Penguins team that we talked about the other week, and they just keep on winning. And Tristan, Except they lost. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they won. Like, what was almost – did they win 10 in a row? Did they got the 10? Or they got the 9? I think it's the 9. 9. Um, you know, the, they're, they're going to keep winning with the way that Tristan Jari's playing. Um, he's a huge reason for that team's success. Um, he's playing lights out uh, goaltending there in, in Pittsburgh. So for me, my, my pick currently would be Tristan Jari. Love it. Um, if, if you're basing it off straight stats, Jack Campbell would have the vote, but I want to give my nod to Igor Shishterkin of the New York Rangers. Who what a is, name. What a name, first of all, who's Igor just playing amazing. I mean, the Rangers are just keeping on. They just keep on winning and Shishterkin is right there doing his thing. Um, he has a, 209 goals against average 2.98 expected goals um, against over 60, which is, that's pretty damn good. Um, 936 save percentage um, and an 8.59 save percentage in high da- against high danger chances. That's excellent guys. That is, I mean, usually, usually 75%, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, 30% of, of those goals are going in and he's saving more than like way more than that. So um, excellent job, Igor Shosturkin, and congratulations to Rangers fans. Um, you might have you might have your uh, y- your new goaltender, uh, and guys, the New York fan base loves their goaltenders when they're good. And if he continues it and wins them a cup, they probably will make him a statue. I mean, it, it, it'll happen. That's how much the Rangers love their goaltending. Um, and let's talk about the Hart Trophy. 
Um, let's go back the other way. Tyler, who is your pick for the Hart Trophy, a.k.a. the MVP of the season? If you're basing on pure stats and just pure ability, I mean, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, obviously, are, are top, top of the league in pretty much everything. But as we mentioned earlier, you know, they're on a team that's not playing so hot. And I think for most people, you want to have a player that's, that's lighting up the scoreboard that's on a team that's contending, right? Uh, and for me... Alex Ovechkin, guys. I mean, this dude just keeps fucking playing great hockey. This dude's older than – I don't even – it seems like he's older than the league, for, for goodness sake. I mean, this dude has been playing forever, and he's still lighting it up. I mean, he's breaking records, and he's on an amazing Washington Capitals team that's contending um, that is certainly in the top five Stanley Cup contenders right now. Um, so, for me, it's got to be Alex Ovechkin, hands down. Love that guy. I mean, just look at the numbers, man. I mean, he's right under – uh, Dreisaitl and Mick David type of production, you know, but I think what stands, what makes him stand out is, he's, you know, the team, the team he's on, how he's helping that team, that uh, Caps team win big. So um, for me, it's got to be Obi. Love it. James, who do you got, buddy? Uh, I really hate to do this, but I agree with Tyler. Ah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Well done there, Ty. Yeah. Obi's got to, got to win it. I mean, he's only two points behind Dreisaitl McDavid on a team that's actually good another shot to straighten team but the fact of the matter is man as much as i don't like to admit it the mvp does go to the player that is on a winning team and that plays a huge factor in it and it sucks but it is what it is so alex ovechkin should right now is the leader for the heart trophy in my opinion yeah i mean the Oilers are still above 500 team. Uh, they have a 0.559 uh, point percentage. So, I mean, if you take out the last few games, I agree with you. And that, that would have been my pick. But because you guys said Alex Ovechkin, I don't want to be boring and say that. I, I, I am just going to say this. With an expected goals, 4% of 57%. A guy that's on the ice 22 minutes versus – they're both on a two, actually 22 minutes for, a tw- for first of all, for Ovechkin to play 22 minutes at the ripe age of what is he 36? Like that's fucking insane. Um, wow. He loves hockey. Yeah, he really does. Um, it, just to, you know, I, I, I think that you, I probably agree with you in that Alex Ovechkin is probably, is, is probably a, um, is a definite contender and he probably is, is in the lead right now simply because his team's better. But just, you know, Connor's ability to take over a game, he, he, he can do that unlike anybody in this league. Like, there's nobody that can do what he does. And um, for a team that is desperate for him, that if he wasn't on this team, I mean, we would be worse than Seattle, which is sad because Seattle's really bad. <laughs> um, so, you know, when, when he's on the ice, the Edmonton Oilers are way, 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 way better. Um, five on five, which is the most important part of the game. Um, that being said, Ovechkin, you are, I mean, what's amazing is that he's playing it different. Like usually Alex Ovechkin is usually, you know, ranked in the, in the goals, um, in the goals department every single season, but it's usually power play goals this year. He's tied for the league in even strength goals and leads in even strength points by six, which means he's doing it not when he's just in his office, but he's doing it five on five. He doesn't need the power play to get these points. And he's, and he's, um, you know, he's, he's changing, he's changing the way he's playing. He's playing more defensively as well. He's averaging, he's averaging um, time on ice, you know, for the uh, uh, numbers that he was, you know, playing back in when he was 23, that was, 
fucking 13 years ago. I mean, if it wasn't, it, here's the thing. If, 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 if Edmonton finds a way to make the playoffs, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen at this point, um, he, you know, Ovechkin is your clear MVP favorite for sure. For sure. So, um, with that, that's my segment, and that is the podcast, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please check us out on all the social medias. James is starting to get crazy views on TikTok, and the problem is, guys, you're just not commenting. We want you. We want you to yeah. to call us idiots. Yeah, that, that's what. That's what. Why you know we 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 do these podcasts so that you know people can engage with us. Um, but we do appreciate. What is it? Seventy nine hundred, actually more than seventy nine hundred plays. For is that plays, James? Yeah. Wow. For the latest TikTok we have. For the latest Crazy. TikTok, over 7,900 plays. That is just absolutely amazing. Are we getting any comments or? There's like six of them. Six comments? Are they any? Yeah, like, nothing, nah, nothing new. Oh. Well, comment and make it make it fun. Call yeah. uh, call Tyler an idiot just like the rest of us okay. do. Well, because James is under the impression that he's not an idiot. So everyone needs <laughs> we'll to make see. sure. We'll, 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 to make we'll sure. see. We'll Come see on. what happens okay. against the TikTok. Bills. When I'll be the out Bills here. Let's go. <laughs> on the Patriots. Yeah. We're going to come on this podcast and say, oops. And watch the Patriots win. I'll be like, y'all are some idiots. And I'll be $20 richer. Thank oh, you very man. much. See, this is what makes this, this is what makes this podcast fun. But we, we really appreciate you guys' um, you know, you support. Um, it keeps us going. Um, we are very excited to bring you um, – another 80 episodes i mean this is 80 and a great milestone and we're gonna just keep going we are very close um to that um 100 week or 100 episode mark um and we look uh we look forward to reaching that so um have a great week watch that watch that nfl watch as much hockey that's not postponed um and there's some good basketball too we haven't talked about basketball in a while so um yeah clay's back by the way uh Clay is back for the Warriors, so that is that was a very special oh, moment yeah. for the Warriors fans. Um, but anyway, wow. guys, pay it forward. Have a great week. <laughs>